Hello and welcome to the Premier League Fan Podcast. The podcast that nobody asked to be made is back for a third series. Thank you all for joining us. We are here to cover all things from the 2021 Premier League season. Now, as always, this podcast is filmed live and unscripted, so it may contain some language and topics that some people may find offensive. You can also join in the the conversation by joining us on social media at PL Fan Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. So sit back, enjoy and welcome to the Premier League Fan Podcast. Hello, welcome to the Premier League Fan Podcast. I am joined by the two, the two, well, the, with the three musketeers now, I guess. Uh, it's Troy, Hello. Joe. Welcome to the brand new series of the Premier League Fan Podcast. We're back. The podcast no one asked us to make is now making another series. Can you imagine? Can you believe it? Series two. By popular demand. Back by unpopular demand. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, last uh, we did the special last uh, two weeks ago, uh, and we were all in the same room. Obviously, uh, Boris has limited the old COVID restrictions slightly. We're back on Skype, um, so yeah, the sound quality is not going to be as good. There's probably going to be a delay, but oh well, only a couple of people them. listen to this. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um. How, how have you boys been? All right. You enjoying the football being back? Have you had a good summer? How are you feeling? Good to be back, isn't it? Oh, back. I love it when football's on. The football is back. You know what? There's so much of it, isn't there? It's on telly oh, all the time. It's brilliant. It is brilliant. You could you could have a full-time job doing this. So, you know, if anybody wants to commission the podcast and want to pay us three a wage, then then <laughs> feel free. Um, <laughs> guys, you've got some guys i've got some massive news for you so what? we just so we discussed on the last podcast which was the transfer special that we're moving into different territories and different countries and you know obviously it's it's uh, you know very big for us you know we, we, with there was talk of us getting a translator on board and it seems like we seem to be having an issue trying to get a consistent fourth host you know luke it's no longer it's, it's not with us this week. He's got more commitments that he can't make it. But don't worry, the answer to our prayers has been answered. Oh no! <laughs> so, <clears throat> as you know, we, um, our podcast is sponsored by Anchor. Uh, so there's the plug there. So we can get that two p. Uh, but I've had a voice note from somebody. I don't know quite know where he's from. Um, but he wants to be the fourth member of our podcast um nakima malon if you're listening thank you for reaching out to us thank you for listening to our podcast Um, fuming that you said his name wrong probably he probably is fuming (laughs) but if if he's a true fan of this podcast he probably knows that i don't get anybody's name right so so should we listen to to quickly it's it's 20 seconds should we listen to the the voice recording that he sent us he's, he's taken, making his debut 
Yeah, exactly. He's making his debut. And obviously, if, if people like him, then we might as well get him on. Um, uh, so this is what Nakima Malon, fan of the podcast, has to say. So here we go. Hey, hi. I want to join your Premier League podcast talk. Uh, I've been listening and uh, I'm also having experience with clubs. I know a lot of clubs in English Premier League as well. I'll let you spend on it to also speak up on different topics within your podcast. So let me know if any of this is interesting. I mean, did, did you hear that all right? I mean, it's probably... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> snippets. I've got a question for him, if he is listening. Were you focusing so much on leaving the voice note that you were walking through the middle of a busy road? There's a lot of people. That's very true. <laughs> That's very true. We don't promote jaywalking here on the Premier League fan podcast. So <laughs> it, we, we, we want you to be listening to the podcast in a safe and secure environment. So if, if you know, if, if you are jaywalking in the middle of um, Nigeria or, where, you know, or, or Asia or we've got, we got US listening to us at the moment. So if you are in any of those countries, please be safe. But Thank you very much for that voice note. It made our day. It's good to know that we've got people actually listening to this podcast other than uh, Tom Peach. Um, for sure. So, yeah, that, that, that's uh, that's a little bit of update. So um, applications for the for the net for a new presenter. I tell you what, let's, let's encourage it, shall we? If, if, if anybody wants to come and join the podcast for an episode, find us on Anchor, anchor.fm. Find our prem, prem, the PL, Premier League fan podcast. Leave us a voice note if you want to be part of this podcast. We want to hear you. We love hearing people uh, that actually want to listen to this podcast because I thought it was, you know, just the one, the person that was listening, but clearly not. Um, anyway, two references. We'd like a CV, references, uh, who you support because we have our quota of Manchester United fans and we don't need any more. Okay. <laughs> right. Uh, so we've done a little paid advertisement. So what I'm going to do is we're going to cut to a break. We'll go to the break. We'll come back and we are going to get to the nitty gritty and start talking about the first two weeks of Premier League action. You ready for this, boys? Oh, ready. So you know what time it is. It's time to cue the music. This episode of the Premier League Fan Podcast is sponsored by our podcast provider, Anchor. Now, Anchor is a free app that you can download on your iPhone or iPad or any of your mobile phones. It is free to use and it has everything you need to create your own podcast. Now, trust me, if the four of us idiots can use it, anyone can use it. It's so easy. Go to Anchor FM to start your podcast today. Now, sit back and enjoy the Premier League Fan Podcast. So, here we are. Week one and two we're going to cover. So the, so the football's back, week one and two. Troy, have you enjoyed it? Have you enjoyed having the football back? Um, I've enjoyed have, having it. I've not enjoyed our team, or my yeah. team, should I say. <clears throat> yeah, uh, so, obviously we discussed it slightly in the... In the um, in the transfer episode, didn't we? You know, a lot of the big six are um, recruiting. And I tell you what, Liverpool have, have, have really done a, 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 
360 um you know we were discussing how they haven't really had many incomings and and have really sort of switched it around Manchester United still waiting for something big to happen aren't they Troy yeah as we've signed a player we've signed a midfielder when our priority or you know United's priority really is defence um obviously the Jadon Sancho deal is looking less and less likely to happen um the fans are quite rightly angry um and i think they were justified by the game that we had against palace which was absolutely terrible um yeah and, and uh, you know uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of people talking about defenders and defenders have moved on and you know, there, there are teams out there that have managed to secure defenders. You know, Joe, I think I think Arsenal's acquisition of a, of a centre-back went down really well, didn't it? He, he's, if, did, am I right in thinking he got man of the match in both of the first two games? Both games, yeah, man of the match. I mean, yeah, I guess that is brilliant. I mean, the fact that our defender got man of the match in both games <laughs> isn't necessarily the best thing. Uh, but yeah, we, we've acquired a brilliant defender, it seems, and he's doing a big shift. I'm very happy for now. And, you know, we, we look we look at the big, you know, we don't like to always talk about the big six here, but, you know, you've got um, uh, Chelsea have brought in um, uh, Tiago Silva. Um, you, I, I, we can cover Wolves. I think Wolves has just have just brought in a, a, a new right back this week, another Portuguese player. Um, yeah, so yeah. Um, there are there are defenders out there, you know, that, that, that are being tapped up. Um, Obviously, a few weeks left of the transfer window, Troy. Do you think that needs to be the main priority before it closes? It does. We need a we need a new left back, which I think we're looking at Alex Tells, whatever is how you say it, um, which would be a good acquisition. Um, we need a central defender because obviously Maguire's going to play most of the games, but we need we need a a, a more solid partner for him. Lindelof looks a bit shaky. Um, I mean, I, d- I don't think Maguire's having you know, M- Maguire's hit and miss. I think he's got he's got a mistake in him. Would you agree, Joe? Yeah. He's improved yeah. the team. He's improved the team. He's he's improved the team, but I still don't rate Maguire that highly. I, I mean, I don't either. Maybe I really don't. I think maybe. he was overpriced, and he does a job. Don't get me wrong. And yeah, he's improved your squad, but he's not a, anywhere close to a world class defender. Although we talk about world-class defenders and that massive price tag that's attached to Harry Maguire, um, Virgil van Dijk, who I've always thought was one of the best defenders in the Premier League, if not the best Premier defender in the Premier League, he hasn't had a great first couple of weeks either. I know um, you, you and me, Troy, we watched the, the, the Leeds game and yeah, really uncharacteristic defending in that first game of the season for Liverpool. Um, bit of a shock, wasn't it? <clears throat> It was, and you'd you'd like to think it was a one-off because he's he was absolutely solid last season. I can't imagine, you know, that dip in form will last too long. Um, but it's the same story with Liverpool. They've got hardly any depth past the past the first eleven. So, well, we fan- <coughs> obviously obviously since we last spoke though guys you know we, it was it was a it was a massive thing that we brought up 
brought Jota in from Wolves and, um, you know, brought Thiago in from, um, from Bayern Munich. Two massive signings, you know, um, and, and Thiago came on for the second half of the Chelsea game, um, you know, and, and broke the record for the most touches in a, in a, in a half. Or no, most successful um, passes it, in, yeah. in, in one half of football. In, uh, I think those are two incredible signings for the football club. And I, I really do think that that, that that's a, a really good way to go. And also for, for, for Mino as well, he, he's dropping into that centre-back role, which is, I think, a real coup for Liverpool if they can get that sort of cemented in. Um, you know, Liverpool's defence options have been quite limited. They've lost Lovren now. And if they can if they can adapt Fabinho into that centre, centre-back position... Yeah, I mean, he he did fantastic against Chelsea, really, really well. Um, so yeah, no, I, I I can see real strength coming through Liverpool at the moment. Um, but yeah, United have got to do some work, haven't they, in the next few weeks, transfer wise? Yeah, they do. Um, Joe, I want to bring you in on this. You know, our our resident North London expert. Um, <laughs> um <clears throat> obviously, in case you've been living under a rock the last fortnight we have one of the best biggest players in la liga has joined spurs gareth bell golfers best golfers not <laughs> just golfer obviously so i mean interesting from a from an arsenal fan and and you know someone you must be excited to see oh for sure how, how can you not be excited for gareth bell to be playing in the premier league at once again it's incredible isn't it joe he lit up the Premier League. You know, he was one of those players that was just incredible to watch. And when he went across to La Liga at the start, you know, he carried on doing it. Um, obviously, fell out of favour. He's come back. I can see him, you know, making it big again. It's a worry because I'm an Arsenal fan. Um, he will change. He will change Tottenham because it will allow, you know, I think it will allow greater rotation um, with the bigger players they've got. Um, it also gives them a, an attacking force that I think they lacked um, as well. So, yeah, I mean, if I if the bail thing had happened before, I wouldn't have had Tottenham so far down my prediction table, if I'm honest. Um, I think that's a great addition. Um, they signed someone else as well, didn't they? Bagulion, um, yeah, that left back. Left back. Um, so, I think they've made some quality signings, which is what they needed to do. Uh, fair play to them. Um, yeah, they needed it. I mean, it's shown by their first result. Lost Everton, didn't they? Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, the second match of the season um, for, for Spurs, they came back and, and sort of had a very convincing win against Southampton. Um, Troy, do you think that was a statement by Son and Kane that, you know, you, you can bring Bale in, but we're still the big guns here? <laughs> what, 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 do you make, what do you make of that whole situation at Spurs, Troy? Well, it's the same. It's the same issue Tottenham have got is that they rely on Harry Kane and Son you know without them they did they don't have anyone and now that you've got Gareth Bale you know obviously that helps that helps them a lot um but it's, it's the same sort of deal with with Tottenham as it is with or was with Liverpool is that there's no depth so the fact that they brought those players in will help massively and I I don't think there's any um I don't think there's any harm in losing to Everton. 
who have made some great signings and I think will really do well this season. Um, judging yeah. from the performances they've had. Yeah, we mentioned that on the last podcast, didn't we, about Everton? And obviously, um, James has come in, uh, James uh, Rodriguez, and has, has, has completely, you know, his first game against Spurs was incredible. You know, the the the, the, the passes, you know, spreading it wide. Um, it, really, really great football. Um, and obviously, uh, Calvert, Calvert-Lewin as well came out um, after the West Brom game at the weekend that... Um, that he's he's really been working on his finishing and it's really had sort of shown, hasn't it, Joe? I mean, it's four four goals in two games. That's that's incredible from a centre forward, an English centre forward as well. You know, it's 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 great to see. It is brilliant. Yeah, I, I I agree that I think Everton are going to be a force. I think they've shown it in the two games. Spurs aren't, you know, <laughs> so hard for me to say, but you know, they're not the worst team in the world to go there. You know. I know it's COVID, there's no fans, it's still an away match. You've won one nil, kept a clean sheet. And then you've gone across you know, across the West Brom. Uh you've won by five. You know, I guess it was against ten men and they conceded quite early on as well. But at the end of the day, that's two victories and they're sitting up there. I know it's two games in, but sitting up there nicely in second I think they are and it I think they deserved it. Troy, I want to get your opinion on something. So obviously when we did the the, the league predictions in the in the special two weeks ago available on Spotify and Anchor by the way um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you haven't listened to it um, and uh, you put Liverpool at third um, Chelsea second Man Man City first obviously you've you've seen the acquisitions that Liverpool have made how Chelsea have sort of started the season not too convincingly. Do you, do you stand by that prediction that you, you put in last week or two weeks ago? Or wh- where's your head at? <laughs> well, I think obviously that prediction was before Liverpool signed their their two <coughs> their two players. Um, I think Chelsea, with the amount of signings that they've had, it's going to take some time for them all to click. Uh, but I, I still stand by it. I think. One, obviously, one thing, one thing to, to to make very clear, Joe. I know you and me, massive goalkeeping fans, part of the GK Union. Um, oh. Obviously, um, goalkeeping's been a real issue over at Chelsea. Kepper or Eliza Balaga has not sort of fulfilled what he's been intended to do. Signed signed a brand new keeper today, didn't they? So um, Mendy. Um, Six foot six, massive, massive force. Um, personally handpicked by Petr Cech over at Chelsea, so I hear that's exactly what they needed. Don't you agree, Joe? Definitely. I mean, Kepa's looked awful. It hasn't looked brilliant at all with any part of it. Shot stopping, distribution, um, you know, catching the ball from cross. It, like he's looked shocking, and they need to sort that out, or it's going to be a real issue for him, which they have. Um, and I presume he's probably going to walk into the number one spot um, and start almost straight away, you'd expect, because Kepa just does not look up to it. I'd honestly go as far as he doesn't even look prem standard at this at this point. Um, yeah. A little who, bit. Li- who is Ryan? He's going to be stuck at Chelsea now, isn't he? 
I can well. <laughs> it depends on his price tag. It depends how much they they want to sell him for. You're not going to get anywhere close to what they bought him for. Yeah, they're they're going to have to take, I think, a hit. There, you know, he's still the most expensive goalkeeper in the world, isn't he? And I think Troy, how much how much do you think confidence plays a a, a, a factor in that? Because, you know, he's been all over the media, all over social media. He's only a young guy, Ariza Balaga. Um, yeah. do, do, do you think do you think his confidence may have been hit? Do you think it, it, it was right for Lampard to bring somebody else in, or do you think it's he should have he should have stuck with him? His confidence will be shot to pieces. Um, yeah, but the, the thing with goalkeepers is how you know how much time do you give them? Because yeah, true. As we've said in the past, goalkeepers can save you. They can earn you 10-odd points. And if your goalkeeper is constantly letting in goals, the confidence is going to be shot. You know, yeah. but it's really tricky. Yeah. And, and, and on the subject of goalkeepers, you know, so that's a fantastic signing for, um, for Chelsea. Uh, we mentioned it Briefly on the last podcast, it was a massive rumor. Then um, it's a it's, it's a done deal as we sit here today, and that is Martinez over to Aston Villa. Um, obviously, that that's that's happened. Joe, I know you really did rate him as an Arsenal fan. What did you make of that signing? First of all, I mean, I'm sad because he's gone. Um, it's it's a big loss for us. I mean, good bit of profit for us, and I think he'll do very well. Well. He started very well, um, saved the pen, didn't he? Um, thought he had a very, very good debut for, for Villa. Um, Pen- penalty save as well, and 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 I, and I tell you, I tell you what, there's, there was a few penalties um, that, that that sort of took place, and you know, I compare that penalty to the one that Allison saved at Sanford Bridge. Martinez, incredible save, I thought that was uh, really, really confident for, on, on his debut as well. I mean, chuff for him. I, I'm sure you agree. He's just like that, isn't he? He's just so realistic with everything. And he knows what he can achieve. And he comes out and says, you know, I can use both my feet. I'm not worried about that. You saw it in the game. He's so comfortable on his feet. And he's going to be a massive addition for Villa, um, for sure. Um, and I think it's a good bit of business for them. Because in theory, you know, anywhere else or any other situation, you're not getting a keep like that for less than, what, like 30, 40 minutes. Okay, one one more goalkeeper-related question before we move on, and and sort of I want to talk about this goalkeeper, and I want to talk about this team as a whole. Haven't started very well, had an incredible season last season, um, and that's Sheffield United. Um, uh, Troy, I know on social media, and Joe, we again we we saw it after you know we watched the um, uh, the, the the Villa Sheffield United game. Aaron Ramsdale getting a lot of heat online. Do you think that heat's justified, um, Joe? Uh, not really. <laughs> I really didn't understand it from from the from the second game against um, against Villa. I think it was because I only saw the highlights of it. Um, I, I really don't understand. You know, people are, are moaning about how s- slow he was or that he was off his line a bit. The guy. It's whipped across the box. He's gone back towards the middle of his goal, as a goalkeeper should do. And and it's been placed 
back again to, to the side he was coming from. Obviously, he's momentum to the other side. And, you know, if it's gone in the other corner, then what? You know, you're complaining because he's not on that side of the goal. I really don't understand what he could have done about it. I don't know where the hate's coming from, if I'm honest. I really don't get it. Joe, how do you, uh, sorry, Troy, how do you feel that um, Sheffield United have started? Is it a worry for Sheffield United after having such a great season last season? Um, haven't really looked comfortable in the first two games of the season. How do you, how do you, how do you see right. Sheffield United doing? I think it is a worry. Um, I think with the Sheffield fans, they're used to the top quality that obviously Henderson gave them last time round. And, and do you know what? Sorry to interrupt, Troy, but I wonder if that's the whole deal at Sheffield United. They've had an incredible goalkeeper with them for two seasons. Dean Henderson is, has been outstanding. You know, he was in a lot of our teams of the season last season that we that we did. Is it just expectation of what they what they used to? Yeah, I think I think a lot of it is. I think obviously Ramsdale is not as good as Henderson, um, for one. I think I can't remember where I where I put Sheffield in the prediction, but I they're not going to do as well. Uh, yes, yeah, so you you put them fifteenth, Joe. You put them twelfth, yeah. and I put them eleventh. Obviously, that yeah. that's you know we've all thought that they're not going to have as strong a season as they did. Um, I think we're the pan. I think obviously they've they've made a few signings. I don't think it's going to be enough. Um, and yeah, I, I can see them struggling this season. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree. I mean, I want to take a little shift away from transfers and 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 all of that. I want to talk a little bit about our good old friend um, VAR, if that's okay. Uh, <laughs> um, so, so uh, this weekend alone, five red cards. Um, uh, in in this week's uh, in game week two, you can see that there's a lot of a lot of changes that have been made to the rules of VAR, um, and 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 a lot of the referees are now being encouraged to use the screen. Um, uh, Joe, have you seen it? So obviously that the rules have slightly changed. How do you think this is this is comparing to last season? It's it's an ongoing battle, isn't it, with VAR? It, it, it is, and I, I've said it before, and I still say that I think it's it has ruined football. If I'm honest, um, the big one coming from the United match is it, it's just appalling. Like, and and I hate uh, United as the next person, especially the fact that Troy supports them. But it, that was an absolutely shocking decision, backed up by they showed the replay of the hair off. And I couldn't even see him off his line, if I'm honest. And and, and let's go back to this game, because, you know, I, I want to give the, the one listener a little bit of context here. You and me weren't actually watching the game, Joe, were we? I think I think we, we, were. we were both we were both doing something and Troy was watching the game and he, he, he messaged us and said, there's no way that's a penalty. And obviously we thinking, oh, Troy's a Man United fan. Of course it's not. Mm. We you and me both watched it, Joe, and we both completely. The first thing we both said was, yeah, no way that, was, that should have been a penalty. penalty. It um, wasn't even close to a penalty. Troy, your thoughts on that? It's this, it's this ridiculous handball rule, which I just, it, there's just no words for it. Like he's, it's a natural position for his arm to be in. He's running. You don't run 
without moving your arms. The the referee needs to have some common sense and look at that. Look how he's moving his arms. If I, I don't I don't understand his, what we expects expects players to be able to do in that yeah. situation. Going going back to that that game as well, I want to get you, you, you your your both opinions on this. And I tell you what, this is what when I. When I watched the game back and I watched the highlights, this is this is the one thing that came into my head. Um, and I saw a couple of people mention it on Twitter and I just wanted to get your opinion. So obviously a penalty took place. Obviously, the penalty, we can question whether it was a penalty or not. Um, uh, John Nayu took the took the penalty. De Gea was off his line. Yeah. yeah. Um, we then. Obviously went to VAR, waited for about half an hour, and then it came to it came it, 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 it came to it came to pass that De Gea was probably two millimeters off of his line, and we had to take it again. Now I'm in I'm in the place where I'm thinking if that's the case, then shouldn't it be the same person taking that penalty? Why yeah. is it? Why is someone different now stepping forward to take that penalty? You can't change the goalkeeper. So, so why can't you change? I, I, to me, I, I just didn't see that logic. I think, I think, well, hang on a minute. De Gea's needs a second. I mean, I, I, I'll put my hands up. I'm not a big fan of Papa Dom hands. I think he's a bit of overrated as the goalkeeper. <laughs> but I thought to myself, from a goalkeeper's perspective, there, you've saved the first penalty. To have a fair crack at the second one, it should be the same attacker. What, what do you guys make of that? I mean, is it just me or? I'm going to surprise you and say um, I think they should be allowed to change. Really? What? In what context? Because I mean, I'm interested in this because this was so, something I really that really got to me. Yeah. My my thinking is it's the goalkeeper's fault for coming off the line. As if you're if you have if you're having to use to take another penalty of the same person, the goalkeeper has then got an advantage because he knows which way he's been before. Um, so I think to eliminate that, any, any sort of advantage, I think uh, a team should be well within their right to, to change to change the penalty taker. Fair enough. Jay, what do you make of that? I completely agree with Troy. Um, I don't see... And, and I'm a goalkeeper. Um, when I play football, I'm a goalkeeper, for the one listener. Um and I, yeah, no issues from me, really. If I've committed, we can say whether it was a retake or not, personally, I don't think it was. But in theory, yes, De Gea made the error. Um, and you bring up, you know, you can't change the goalkeeper. I mean, you know, you can't change the goalkeeper in the match anyway. And if there's a penalty, they can choose who takes it. So uh, I, t- I, tell you, I tell you what, though, I think this is <clears throat> this will be an interesting topic to put to social media. And I think this this might be our topic of the week, actually, because... I mean, I, I I saw quite a few people on on Twitter say say the same thing, and it wasn't really mentioned on commentary. And I'm, I'd be surprised to see who, how people agree with us. You know, I mean, that's that's how my my respect is is, and I, you know, obviously you two have your own opinions. That's that's why we do this. Um, so yeah, I think we'll stick that on social media and see what people have yeah. to say. Um, one last thing as well. So so a record was broken this weekend as well. I don't don't know if you know that. So this weekend. In the Premier League, 45 goals were scored in a games week, which is a new record of of goals. Thank you, Leeds United. You know, um, there's always that Boxing Day fixture 
I can't remember what year it was from, but oh, yeah. they all, they've got loads and loads of goals. But now, yeah, now this week will be the one that pops up for years to come. Yeah, exactly. And 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 to be honest with you, that that was I mean that was Martin. I think it was Martin Tyler. I, I was I was listening to commentary and and they said if we get one more goal tonight, the record's been broken. And then a goal came, and I just thought, That's, you know, what do you think is contributing to that? Do you just think it's quality players? Do you think they feel more calmer with this whole closed behind closed doors thing? You know, do you think there's anything contributing to that, or do you think it's just luck of the draw? I think that. Potentially Moore's being invested in attack um, more than defence. Um, some of the players that have been brought in as attackers are, you know, absolutely class, um, which is being shown, you know, additions such as Bale. Um, you've got Hamas Rodriguez pulling strings at Everton, creating goal-scoring opportunities. Um, you know, dare I say it, Willian's getting assists for us. Um, I think potentially that could be a reason and maybe you got taken to the factor that there aren't fans you know I know that may not have played a big part after lockdown last season but there's no one there to like spur your team on you know home advantage is kind of a little bit out of the window so goals are flying in yeah I think I think teams can I think players can play without that added pressure of the fans getting on their back or you know the away fans screaming into their ears um i think it's partly to do with the tactics now because you've got these wing backs that are playing more as well they, they come up with the rest of the team and they they get the crosses in so i think the game's more open um i think there's more gaps in obviously all around the pitch because you've got players playing in in, in you know higher higher positions um yeah i think there's a few factors really yeah, and the interesting one I think you both brought up was, does this highlight the weaknesses that certain teams have for defending? Defending, you know, is is that is that a contribution? Because you know we've 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 mentioned it plenty of times on this podcast that defending, finding defenders and 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 keeping defenders is 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 very difficult. So maybe that is a contributing factor. Um, yeah, I mean obviously we've we've got game week three, game week four to come. Um. So we're going to do the last bit of the podcast now. Usually on these on this podcast, we usually let, let again let's get let's give the one listener a little bit of context here. Usually I text the boys the day of the podcast and say, right, we need to come up with a save, a goal, and a player of the fortnight. And we're all scrambling tr- scrambling around trying to find good saves and good good goals. And obviously, two weeks is a long time, isn't it? So we're doing something different. New new series. New concepts. <laughs> we're doing we're doing ballers of the fortnight. So ballers of the fortnight, people who have shone, and we're going to pick four players of fortnight. Um, usually we have four presenters, but um, um, obviously today there's only the three of us. So we'll, we'll we'll do one each, and then we'll try and come up with with what we're doing. Um, obviously next week we'll get our mate in from um, wherever he's from, if if he's alive. That is, you know. Uh, hopefully you miss the traffic old um <laughs> next jimmy Mablon. um so if if you're listening for the for next fortnight we might want a baller of the fortnight from you um no obviously you know we've we, uh this this series you know we've got tom who's who's been a he's been a, 
it's a stand-in for us he's going to do more of these uh obviously if we can might, might get luke back as well so if we, we, all, we will aim to have four presenters give it a bit more of a d- debate um So we are fresh out of time for another week. Thank you very much for joining us on the Premier League Fan Podcast. Join us again on the 9th of October, where we will be covering the two weeks of Premier League fixtures and all the goings on. In the meantime, you can join the conversation by joining us on social media at PL Fan Podcast on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook and Instagram. Until next time, we'll see you then.